The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Subhana That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Strap match ever was a Sting Invader Super Bowl. Oh, God! And McIntyre looking to uh, etch his own place in history with this strap match tonight. Oh! Oh my God! Ugh, the sickening sound. Right across the back of Karrion's neck. Carrying Cross asked for this, pushing McIntyre week after week. Damage control has hit the scene. Neo and Dakota dumping Bianca Belair. Remember, Bianca has no allies. Asuka and Alexa both injured this past Monday night on Raw. At the hands of damage control. And this is exactly why. Bianca without an ally. 
Dakota and Io can do whatever the hell they want to Bianca. WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. The genius of the sky was going for the moonsault. Bianca Belair back to her feet. Dakota Kai misses with a kick. And now Bianca Belair. Belair's surviving. You gotta be kidding me. No. There's absolutely no way. There's no way. No, 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 no. Bianca Belair trying to hoist both members of damage control into a double KOD. I forgot how eerie this was. You have to see this in person to believe this. 
the patriarch of the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt. As he leads Rowan and Strom into the ring. One of the most frightening scenes in all of WWE. This thing is unbelievable. Never seen one entity that, that has the ability to engulf an entire arena the way the Wyatts do. He's just compelling, Byron. You're right. It, you can't take your eyes off the guy. Mesmerizing. Obviously, speaks uh, the language of what many people believe in. Many, many followers. Everybody loves a charismatic, confident leader. Controversial. together again someday. I saw it in my dreams. This is the Firefly Funhouse. And my name is Bray Wyatt. Yowie wowie, we're gonna have so much fun here. This, this is my special place. All my fireflies can feel safe here. And I cannot wait to show you all what I've learned. Introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Yeah, I'm Mercy, the buzzer. Hi, I'm Abby, the witch. You are going to love them. Now, I used to be a very bad man. Okay, I deserve that. But trust me, I have been barbarically punished for all of my wrongdoings. And that part of me is dead now. However, I do keep a reminder so that not even in my weakest moments will I ever turn into that pathetic slob loser ever again. See? Let me in. <laughs> I'll see you next time. 
Look, clearly I, I won't get any of the answers I need from you because you're, I don't know, it's like you're, you're brainwashed. Yes. My, my brain has been washed. All the lies have been washed away and now I see the truth. I've been changed by him, Kevin. I've been cleansed by him. He's here, isn't he? He's everywhere. <laughs> and I can hear him now. Let him in. Just barely.
Batista. Oh my gosh, it's a feed! Wait. God. He's hideous. Oh my God, Bliss feeding Orton into the sister Abigail.
I was chosen for whatever reason. It doesn't hurt anymore. It burns. And I'm ready now. I'm tired. I'm watching. I'm tired of hearing irrelevant clowns speculate how I'll be perceived. Tired of hearing my greed, my desired question. Whenever I decide to return, I'll remind everyone why they know my name. Again and again. Believe in me. <laughs> Patience. It's almost time. And just before you subscribe to it begins again. Just remember what you truly fear. And that's me.
Hello everyone and welcome to the PWC Extreme Rules Review Show. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host is the evil Wyatt, Jeff Lippman. Welcome back to the show, Jeff. <laughs> what a show. Yeah, what a show. Welcome. Yes. The villain, villain. I'm still dancing that <laughs> catching tune and now you get the psychedelic. Grace Slick singing from Jefferson Airplane back in the day. Hey, it's way ahead of its time, I think, man, the song, when you think about it, man. It, considering it's from the 60s. Yeah, this might have just been Airplane, not even Jefferson Airplane. Well, this one's a remix version, just quietly, but... Uh, just quietly. But uh, just quietly, apparently, this could be his version of his new entrance, apparently, but I don't know. We'll see. Mm, well, I don't know. They, they haven't they haven't paid licensing fees in a long time, so we'll, we'll see. Well, they did play this song during Raw, but off the air. Yeah, they, they played at house shows because the, the venues pay the licensing fees to <laughs> um, the recording, uh, like Harry S. Fox agency in the recording industry. Every venue you go to, every every sports stadium does. Um, most clubs, they, they all they all pay a thousand dollars a year. They can pay, you know, that's what well, the secret is out, I guess. I mean, it was not a, you know, a real secret. We all knew it was going to be Bray Wyatt, but I didn't expect him to come back at Extreme Rules. It's pretty fast, dude. Um, I expect him to come back, but like everyone's like, is he going to be in the ring? Is it going to cost a match? And I said, no, I, I, either on the screen or maybe, you know, in the building, but not in the ring. And, and I got that right. Um, I, was, I was happy about it. Actually, I got everything right. Except for I got which women's title would change wrong, so I got two matches wrong. But, um, I got I got two matches wrong. <laughs> I actually got two matches wrong. Can you believe that shit? Sure. So I'm not a hundred percent anymore. I'm not a hundred percent. I got the was it the first match wrong, and I also got the women's the Raw women's title match wrong. If I get a little bit taller, I could look like a sideshow Bob with my hair sticking up like that. <laughs> you could. <Yeah. laughs> but you know what? I will say this, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I didn't think this pay-per-view was as good as previous shows, man. I-, I won't lie. Even though it was all extreme rules and-, and whatnot. I don't know, man. There's something a little off about it. Except for the end, of course. Um. Yeah, I think there, was, there were huge hits. I think that there were some misses. I don't think that any of the misses were that terrible, but there were parts that they were clunky and could have been done better. But overall, I liked the show because of the bookends uh, and the ending was fabulous. And I'm so excited to see the possibility of anthropomorphized evil puppets. Um, and that's really <laughs> all I've wanted ever since this thing started. So, you know, that. That, that, that gives me a lot of letter grades. But if I have to be honest, I mean, it's probably easier to grade it match by match than the overall show because the overall show, I started happy, I ended happy. So by that token, it should be an A. But some of the journey wasn't wasn't so great, and I'm sure folks can guess what those are, but they need not because we'll take them through it over the next, I don't know, 60 to 923 minutes. Yeah, something like that. And um, it, it did only go for three hours, so... Look at me say only three hours, but for premium live events or pay-per-views, whatever you want to call it, that's good enough for me. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah, you know, it was about three and a half hours, and that, that that's fine. That's, that's that's more than enough as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, indeed. But let's get into it, actually, because we start off with the Brawling Brutes in Pete 
oh, Pete Butch Dunn, Ridge Holland and Sheamus versus Imperium in Giovanni Vinci, Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser in a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match, Jeff. And this was a slobber knocker, I won't lie, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think this match was perfect. I, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I think I think the way it was choreographed, the way it was paced, that it was the first match. It, it got the it got the hot crowd hot, kept them hot, kept them in it the entire time. Told exactly the the story it needed to be. Uh, coming off of Sheamus's disappointing loss the night before on SmackDown, where Gunter maybe tapped, maybe didn't tap, and you have the crowd going, "You tapped," and uh, you know, it was perfect. This this was a great great match. It told a great story. Everything. You know, nobody was messy. Uh, you know, nobody. It wasn't sloppy. You know, this was a well-produced segment. I, I don't know what else to say. It was great. This, <laughs> this was actually my match of the night. For sure, me too. Absolutely, my match of the night. And uh, we've got uh, our first comment of the evening. And Facebook user says, "Banger after banger after banger after banger." Just like Seamus and the boys were saying at the end of the match. And I will say that the. Sheamus and the 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 brawling brutes, whatever the hell they're called, they ended up winning the match over Imperium. I got this one wrong. I would have thought Imperium might have won, but I didn't watch SmackDown, so apparently Sheamus lost on SmackDown, right? He's not the Intercontinental Champion. Well, that's true. He's not the Intercontinental Champion, but maybe he will be very soon, very shortly. Because you know what, man? He will be one. He's day. over. He's over as fuck. But so is Gunter. So is Imperium. I mean, right. The whole thing. I mean that. That's becoming an interesting problem with WWE is that a lot of acts are over where previously like five or six were over and most people were like bro and Dolph Ziegler again, Ugh. Uh, you know, you know. Con contrast that to AEW where it seems like everybody's over. You know, we can talk about the AEW fans. You know, sometimes being a little bit irrational, but um, this, this is a really nice problem to have because you know you you what is it? Uh, some sort of repetitiveness fatigue in WWE was seeing the same people. But when you only have like six acts that are over, of course you've got to put them on all the time. Now, now there's options. No doubt. There's definitely options. And uh, like I said, I still feel the momentum is with WWE right now, especially compared to, I mean, watching AEW compared to that, to WWE right now, it's two different things, man. It's two different worlds. I mean, it's just, that, when we're comparing, who else are we going to compare them to? Impact. Well, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. No, definitely not. Impact. Their newest acquisition is Bully Ray, and and the the news is that they may have the, the, the contracts may be over for Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis, Matt Taven, and Vincent. Now, probably a lot of our listeners don't know who most of those people are. They probably know who the Canellis's Bennett's are because of their stint sure, in WWE. Yeah. And a bunch of them probably know who, you know, some or all of them are. I mean, Matt Taven's sort of famous for, you know, screwing the Ring of Honor, you know, relationship with New Japan. It wasn't Matt Taven's fault. He didn't make the decision. But, yeah, but maybe he did. Anyway. Now, of course, me. I'm a Vincent fan. And Vincent's a sort of like a, a thin version of Bray Wyatt. So I would, this is not happening, but I would love it if Vincent was one of the Wyatt Six. If in fact there is a Wyatt Six, that's not the six faces of Ray. Well, yeah. I mean, see, how did you take that actually before we move on? Did you take it like he's coming back to that old swamp bayou type of Bray Wyatt? Or he's not, I think he's going to be himself for now, right? I mean, does he come back with his old theme? 
I think he might be all of them. Uh, and I think he might be all of them at different times, but I do think that there may be other people portraying the other ones at, at other times. I wouldn't be surprised to have him come out in a sort of like a nun's habit and like witch's cowl and, and black <laughs> lace. Uh, what do you call those things? Oh, like uh, like the, the, you have on brides or, or mourners. Right, right. Face. I know what I you're talking believe, about, right. I can't believe I can't think of the word. Anyway, w one of those and it's him, like that they put on uh, Wendy Chu when she was a tea and shop. <laughs> God. Uh, right. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I could see them going the, the whole the whole nine yards but uh, yeah I, I think at times he's going to reprise all of the personas every single one of them from the wrestling version to the puppet version to you know you know just just plain old bray and maybe sometimes things that we haven't seen or haven't seen in a while like the mad hatter yeah i'm hyped for it I'm, i won't lie do we get him on raw first thing oh yeah there's raw needs an infusion of someone and if you're getting an infusion of someone who plays six different characters um or has you know six or five other wrestlers with him uh, rod desperately needs something to break up from the damage control seth rollins and judgment day monopoly well imagine he's the judgment day if you know uh, what i mean he's not the judgment day. i i all, all oh, man. Oh. don't have to intersect. Extra Loomis isn't in his crowd. Karrion Cross is in his crowd. Everyone needs to stop it. Baron Corbin is... I mean, did they not watch SmackDown four weeks ago? Baron Corbin is going to be repackaged as an oil baron, learning under the tutelage of JBL. Uh. He's going to be He's going to be a mod JBL. They're going to try that. He's going to have a giant cowboy hat. He's going to wear a bolo tie. The whole thing. I mean, he was taken with JBL. What do you think he's going to come back as... A, a, uh, Waylon Mercy? No. <laughs> <laughs> we saw glimpses of Waylon Mercy as the, as the what's it called? What's that freaking thing called again? The buzzard. Mercy the buzzard. Mercy right, the Mercy buzzard. the buzzard. That's yeah. it. And um, look, uh, I just hope they don't screw this up, man. That that's all I'm worried about. I, I want them to go all in with this. No pun intended. I mean, did you see those vignettes at the start? How well put were they put together? I mean, seriously, they were great. Oh yeah, if he's allowed to go the full horror movie route, this will this will be amazing. Oh, I, I know mean, that there are some people who can't stand it; they don't like the hocus pocus stuff in wrestling. I'm sorry, folks, it's not real. Nothing's going to make it real. That's why the Boogeyman worked. That's why Papa Shango worked. That's why Kane and the Undertaker are two of the most iconic wrestlers of all time, and Kevin Sullivan, and you know all of this other stuff. It's the missing link. It, you know this. It, it's you can pretend all you want, but you know Kyle O'Reilly still isn't going to be a star at the end of the day, and neither is Roderick Star Strong, and neither is Angelico. So, <laughs> get it? Matt Hardy was never more over, maybe with Team Extreme, but he was never more over solo than when it was the Broken Hardy Universe. Oh, well, it's true. That's that's facts, absolutely. But uh, look, I don't mind this type of stuff as long as uh, it's not way over the top. And when I say way. I'm cool with you can do whatever you want with little video packages. That's fine. But I'm talking about in terms of in the ring, right? I don't need all sorts of special effects and shit like that. I don't we don't need another Kane Undertaker back in the nineties when they'll throw him fireballs and thunder like at each other and whatnot. I don't want none of that stuff. But supernatural, fine. There will there is though, I will say this, there's one too many sort of uh dark wrestlers right now in in all promotions, when you think about it, there's just 
too many going around and just to have all these different you know factions that are supposed to be supernatural and whatnot mm-hmm. you know roaming and wrestling feels a bit yeah a bit off you know what i mean especially now that bray white comes back i mean i could do without judgment day unless they have something to do with it well i could have done without judgment day from from almost day one um right but I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of excited about it. See, I think each of the characters should have some weakness, like a video game where, where the hero figures out what it is, where you find out how to defeat each level or, de- or defeat each boss. I always thought the original Fiend, the way to book him, um, was, there was some, uh, there was some uh, clue to it. And the clue was right on his hands. There was hurt and there was heal. And if you, right. if you took off... If you took away the heel glove, he could, he was no longer invulnerable. And if you took away his hurt glove and you put it on your own hand, you could hurt him. You you could beat him that way. Uh, sort of like you take right. away Thanos's gauntlet. I, and and you know Steve, you know my my podcast partner on, on Hammerlock Hangover, he hates all hocus pocus stuff. He thought that was stupid. I, but I, I I mean I thought that was better than he loses an inferno match or loses a hell in the cell match because of the ref ref stoppage. And so you know you know with like the Undertaker in the old days the you know his his affection for Paul Bearer and the urn being his source of strength. That's how you beat him. That that was the source of right. strength. Right. No, nobody pisses on that now. Yeah, true. I mean, God. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Work with R. R. Peter Paul Bearer and Lucha Underground. She had that the Heartstone. Right, but that's different though because Lucha Underground wasn't taking this. You know, it wasn't making out to be like a a proper professional wrestling sort of promotion. If you if you get my drift. I get you drift, but there's no such thing. I mean, that, right. that's the difference. I mean, the, the alternative is Ring of Honor, which doesn't exist. So. Well, that's true, too. Uh, but I do think there's more to the lantern than we think, Jeff. Could be. I think the lantern is the urn, pretty much, if you know what I mean. So I'm okay with that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay cool with, with it, the too. White Rabbit, because they're saying the White Rabbit is going to be, isn't Bray. And so, you know, I know everyone's saying, oh, it, it's Kill a Cross. You know, uh, you know, fine. Let it be Bo Dallas. I, you know, wh- whatever. That that's fine. But like, you know, Brian Alvarez saying Bo Dallas is expected to rejoin WWE. Uh, you know, he might. Brian, I don't believe that you have any sources. I think you just made it up. Oh, wait, hold on. My sources just reported that Eric Rowan is is expected to rejoin WWE and play a role in in the Wyatt Six. I just made that up. But so did. Hate to report the obvious, them. right? It's easy to make those sort of statements without having sources to right. figure shit out you know what i mean yeah, but yeah nah, and if it doesn't happen heard, oh well yeah i haven't heard anything about bo dallas you know trying to sell his real estate practice or you know him and live not you know not making enough money or whatever it is uh, you know so or, or even like being him doing a large exercise regimen i mean whatever it is anyway we'll see i'm very i'm excited for it and yes i hope they don't botch it up and one more thing before we move on. Uh, does it just me, or did he look like he's put on weight? He was never a small guy, but yeah. No, looks but... Like, well, the camera angle was not good on the belly. Um, Oof, the belly looked pretty bad, man. Unless he was, he had some sort of gimmick down there that we weren't aware of, which is possible. Fanny pack. But if it's not, it could have been. I don't know what it was, but if it wasn't, I'm worried. I'm not going to lie. Well, I would be, but, but if his arms and shoulders are big enough, like Otis, I don't care. Uh, I mean, I, I don't care if the creativity is there. Um, but yeah, I mean, but we've seen him transform his body before. He, he, sure. I mean, that was what the whole muscle man dance was about, was that Vince McMahon would tell him he was fat, that he was Huskus the pig, and he had to lose the weight. <laughs> and 
And he did. He, did. he lost like 80 pounds over the course of like a year. And he looked great. I mean, he looks great either way. I, I th- Personally, I, I'm only saying what I said because of the way WB and the way they think. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I couldn't care less if he's if he's but the chubby. If he's, I mean, look at Top right. Dollar. He doesn't look like he's he's in shape. I mean, he's he's hugely tall. And he's got that NFL uh, create. I mean, listen, uh, you know, it's 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 different than any Kingston who the, the, he he's got a big belly, but the rest of him isn't big. If you're big <laughs> everywhere, if you're like tugboat, I, you know, I, right, I don't, right. I, you I have to be care. proportioned, well proportioned yeah. all over the place, right? I love the big giant fat monsters. I loved Bundy. I loved uh, you know one man gang. I loved Same, uh, yeah. you know Typhoon and, and Earthquake and you know uh, Vader. <laughs> the natural I mean, disasters, but, baby. Yeah, that's that's my jam, man. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you're, if you're if you're a giant monster, I don't you know be, <laughs> be, be fat, baby. Be a giant, you know. And you know, but don't be six foot one and two forty and fat. I mean, I'm five foot ten and two forty five and fat. I mean, I can do that <laughs> myself. <laughs> <laughs> you're a character, man. Well, anyway, as I was saying before, the brawling brutes win by pinfall with a bro kick from Sheamus on Giovanni Vinci. That was the match we were originally speaking of. Oh, yeah. We both said that um, it's easily match of the night. I also want to say though, how how stiff was this match, man? I mean, shit. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, it these was guys stiff. were yeah, they were going at it. I mean, Sheamus's chest looks looks like hamburger meat in place. And he's back. And he's back. If you saw his back, he's just, yeah. And he hadn't recovered from the night before, and. and this just brings us back to that Andrade Sammy Guevara thing as to what exactly Guevara is. bad. Oh, what a bitch! I, mean, I was thinking, I was actually fantasizing during it to have a match between Guevara and either Sheamus or Gunther, <laughs> and then and then like to pick all the other snowflakes and like you know put put like Adam Page against Karrion Cross and you know, just like have like all like you know semi shoot fights you know but not shoot but like stiff wrestling matches oh yeah nice and snug nice and snug and 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 <laughs> see, see which them like moxley could hang moxley would absolutely hang oh for sure definitely i mean i can't believe he even complains and i can't believe they even reward the little fucking prick but i'd love for him to go into wb and absolutely get a hiding and then he complain about it mm-hmm. that'd make my day because i don't think anyone would take him seriously but no it, it it is what it is um <coughs> excuse me we move on though as we get a Miz segment who is being interviewed backstage he still doesn't want to talk about Dexter Loomis and reminds us that he's the most must-see WWE superstar and he who shall not be named clearly made it clear that he's ruining his birthday celebration on Monday so Miz is here to talk to Triple H about that as he gets distracted and walks off and runs into Gritty he asks Gritty what he's doing, given that there's no hockey tonight, and Gritty tried to give him a t-shirt, Miz then scoffs and stomps his shirt and says, that's what he thinks of him, his team, and his city. Jeff, <laughs> did you like this segment? Um, I mean, not really. But it was silly. It, it was silly, and it took an awful long time for the Miz to find his way to Triple H's office. By the way, it was not during the segment, for those who didn't see the show. Um... But the implication is that we're supposed to think, and possibly the Miz is onto it as well, or at least he's suspicious, that it's Dexter Loomis in the gritty outfit, not right. the NHL mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, it was actually a pretty cool t-shirt, though. 
Yeah, it was. I actually liked it too, but Which <laughs> but it wasn't because... Dexter Loomis, was it? No, well, no, but there was, well, we don't want to spoil it, but the T-shirt the had Gritty, the, an NHL property, on an Extreme Rules T-shirt. I don't know if those were available right. for sale that night or if there's some, or if it was just one that they made for this segment or whatever. But, you know, the NHL, you know what network they play on? Uh, Discovery. They're, they're a Discovery <laughs> property. And Gritty, do you think Gritty went into business for himself? <laughs> Maybe. It's like, hey, what be, do we have here? He should be facing suspension going into business for himself. That's contract tampering. Yeah, it is contract tampering, but it's an interesting yeah. take. I didn't actually notice that. Yeah. And if it is if it is a one-off shirt, whoever gets it, that thing would be worth money, believe it or not, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even uh, the Mrs. Footprints are on it too. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, 100%. Well, anyway, let's move on to the next matchup because it's for your WWE SmackDown Women's Championship in an Extreme Rules match. It is Liv Morgan, your champion, versus Ronda Rousey. And, man, was Rousey... I know, I guess she's a heel, right? But, boy, she was getting a lot of hate at first, dude, as she was entering the ring. Yeah, for a while, it was like she was there to play with her food, which actually I think was the, the appropriate story. But this was probably my least favorite match of the night. Uh, I didn't mind it because I felt like she gave Liv a beating, dude. She did. Liv got too much, but... But she neither, did get too much, for sure. Neither... See, like... <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous, but I think that Ronda versus Riddle <laughs> might be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the, in the Tiger Pit match or the Lion Pit match, whatever they called it. Um, <laughs> Basically in the UFC friggin' match. Right. This... Um, it's such such a mismatch, mismatch, not mismatch. Mismatch, I'm, yes. I'm Anthony, Mister Thomas, hello. Hi, hello. How are you? What up, soup? Um, <laughs> yes, uh, hi, soup. Uh, soup to nuts. Uh, soup to nuts on the nuts, I guess. Um, yes, I can't speak. Live. I don't know. I mean, I'll just say this. I got both women's matches wrong. Everyone knows I'm not particularly invested in women's matches, so or women's wrestling period, which is which will be my excuse as to why I got it wrong. But I knew they were going to change one women's title. I just got it wrong. And by the way, I'm glad I got them both wrong because the right people came out with the titles. What's best for business? And I'm surprised by that, but maybe I should remember that was a Triple H saying, and Vince was the one who who liked you know sort of the baubles and the shiny things and and would sometimes go the other way um true so uh, while i'm recalibrating i'll just say that this was not a very convincing match the end was a little bit weird though i'm not sure if i like it or not because there's been a couple times where right, why don't you why don't you do the rundown of the match and then we can because i don't want to give away the ending by by my next comment no no, no. i'm not even running down the match so you can go ahead and give away the ending we're just okay. giving our thoughts on the match Right. So, so after what was only a semi-extreme match, I mean, there was some spots with a baseball bat, but, uh, you know, this is something, this is a pet peeve of mine. Don't use a baseball bat in wrestling. Everyone knows if you got hit with a baseball bat, your knee would be broken, your kidney would fail, and things like that. If you must use the stupid kendo sticks or, like, you know, practice swords or something like that, <laughs> they don't, don't make us think that a baseball bat isn't going to hurt somebody. Uh, or at least, you know, not debilitate them. Anyway, the end of the match was that Ronda put Liv into a, uh, like, a leg lock choke. Uh, and whatever Liv kept trying to do to uh, get out of it or reverse it, Ronda would just change the moves uh, slightly. And it was a little bit awkward. Like, there were times where you could tell she wasn't putting any pressure on the neck. And 
eventually she got it in the right place. And the finish was not that Liv gave up, but that she passed out and the ref called it. But right before she passed out, she like smiled in ecstasy, almost like she knew she didn't give up or like she was broken and was going to be Harley Quinn live again, which I'd be okay with, except there's been times where she's done that inappropriately timed smile before and didn't go the heel route and didn't lean into it. Um, and Rhonda was really playing the heel, like she was playing with her food until she had to take it, it seriously. And that took her too long to take it seriously. I don't know. <laughs> this, this match really didn't do it for me, but uh, you know, obviously Ronda Rousey is your new SmackDown women's champion. Um, there was no run in, nothing like that. We, we did get a commercial for Charlotte Flair coming soon at some point during the show. I missed most of it on Peacock because it was ran during commercials and there was like a image of Charlotte Flair that flashed on my TV. Uh, but it was almost like when they were doing those white rabbit, you know, things earlier where right, right. a half second go away. So I, I just wasn't, and Peacock was sort of going in and out a little bit, buffering a little bit. So I wasn't sure if, if it meant anything. Turns out, it, you know, the rest of the world saw it. Um, anyway, new new SmackDown champion. Ronda should beat Liv. She did beat Liv. So next challenger, whoever it is, I mean, you know, uh, you know, well, I Shayna, except Shayna lost clean to Liv. So <laughs> Well, are they implying that this program's not over yet, Jeff? Because by her not giving up and by her laughing and whatnot, I feel like Rousey's going to want to kick... Oh, look, I could just see Liv Morgan coming out on SmackDown or Raw or whatever, saying, well, I never tapped out, so really you never beat me and blah, blah, blah. And, and then we have another fucking match. Well, I mean, you know, passing out has, has been a tried and true way of being beaten in wrestling for decade so yeah she, she can say whatever she wants but it doesn't matter live live you know they tried she's very cute the end and she's too much like i hate the fact that she's playing alexa bliss essentially yeah yeah which I mean, doesn't sit well with me you know what i mean well they look the same and they came up around the same time but the, you know they didn't come from the same place so it makes sense that they would both have sort of a similar character why not they both look like harley quinn so but uh <laughs> Yeah, at some point there had to be a divergence, and I guess there sort of was. But Liv's just not very good. But she thinks she is like here's like Alexa. I think knows just about how good or not good she is, and she stays with right. it. Right, I agree. I agree. Liv, I right. think thinks that she actually is like a female yeah, yeah. equivalent of like Will Osprey or something. Oh, <laughs> come on! And I'm not saying Will Osprey is the shit, but come on. She's not even on that level. <laughs> like, she, no, let I alone. Think that, I think that she thinks that she's like, you know, Oscar good. Oh, if she thinks that, girl, get a reality check. Just yeah. saying. Well, How exactly. you, Jesus Christ. I'm not saying we hate your guts and you don't deserve to be on television. We're just saying you're not as good as you think you are. That's all. Well, you know what? She has a very supportive husband and he believes in her. Wait, are they together? They're married. No. Yeah, Liv Morgan and Bo Dallas. Yeah. No, no, no. He's a realtor in Florida. And they, yeah, they, they're, they're married for years. Well, yeah. No, no, no. I'm going to look this up. No way, well, dude. Go ahead. Just just remember I what am. happened with you not knowing the population of your own city. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see this. So Bo Dallas. Oh, you're right. I know. Motherfuckers. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're married, but... uh Oh, yeah. 
So they got married? <laughs> That's what married means. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I guess we got to believe once again. That's right. She Jeff. believes in herself. That's, that's so you can hardly blame her. I mean, it's, it's the can family you, motto. Can you? Well, then surely she's got to be part of these white six. I can family see meeting, it. kids. Everyone believes in yourself. I can see yourself. it. Yeah. I can you see believe, it, dude. I believe that. I think we're all really? believing right now. For sure. The, I, I got a feeling she'll be part of that white six. But she's on SmackDown. If there is. Doesn't matter at this point. I mean, we're getting. investment with Bliss and with my roommate. You might have them both. You never know. Oh, I that'd be an interesting. Could, I could definitely have them. Oh, you meant on WWE. Yeah. Ah, yes, no, no, yes, no. on WWE. No, you greedy that's old. That's a very AEW no. thing where you have to stick Anna J and then Ty Conte together. Come what, come with and make them Ty J A S. Well, I mean, essentially they are both similar to each other. So, I mean, you could tie in a story here somehow with why they are similar. Maybe uh, you could have the, the, the two phase, you could have twisted bliss, and it's not always bliss, twin magic, yeah. But I want them to go all out, I want them to actually like where they're just servants to the whites. Do you understand what I mean? Where they're on their knees, practically begging for like their, their attention, if that makes any sense. You mean you want to go all sub Ripley, possibly? Listen, I don't really care if they do that or not, but I want them to both, both be dressed exactly alike with the same hair, and yeah, the same exactly, makeup and both, absolutely. And both, and both. The, both with the Harley Quinn bat, except one holds it with their right hand, the other holds it with their left. Absolutely, I, I, when you know when he's a Joker, Gray. Yeah, I'm, I'm for I'm, sure. I, I would be for that, but that'd be cool. I, I would like Bliss after that. I mean, if they do something like that, I mean that's going way out there. But if they did decide to do something along those lines, you heard it here first, folks. Twisted, we said you, it. You do like well. I, listen, I thought that they were going. Call them the Twisted with, Sisters, dude. Huh? Well, I thought they were going that direction with with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke way back when, when they both had them with the same blonde extensions and the same. No, were, thank God it didn't go that way. Twin Magic, no, that would have been awesome. I love Twin Magic. Um, yeah, I hate Dana Brooke though, man. Oh yeah, she's terrible. Um, terrible. So the, the, yeah, I, I, I'd be down with that. That'd be a cool tag team. I mean, you know, or 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 singles. You know, you only know that there's one of them, and then the lights go off, and the other one is here. And the <laughs> one that was hurt is gone. I mean. You know, you I mean, could go so many ways, man. Yeah, okay. I, and it I sounds mean, good just thinking about it. Hell yeah, absolutely. Well, well anyway, Ronda Rousey does win the is WWE. It dangerous to cross the stands, the Bliss stands, and the Live fans. Is that is that too dangerous? Nah, why? Okay. Why? Why should it be? I no, I think it's okay. Anyone know, that thinks it's I not, I mean, Ghost, come on. I just remember Ghostbusters. Harold Ramos had never crossed the streams. Well, as long as it's the Ghostbusters telling you that, and not the Trustbusters. Okay, yeah. It's, Just it's saying, not... you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, uh, like I was saying, Ronda Rousey ends up winning the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship by referee stoppage with a short arm scissors. And yeah, Ronda should have had the win. She should have never lost the bounty in my book. But anyway, it is what it is. Do uh, more comments? This... We must have more comments. No, we don't actually. What? Not today. We've got viewers, but no one's commenting. Right. So yeah, chime in, people. We, we we interact. All right. So what's next? Could be the time. Uh, next is Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. Um, uh, I'm not sure about this match, Jeff. I'm not sure about this match either. Um, and I just want to quickly point out, I feel like Drew McIntyre almost exposed Cross a little bit. 
how small did Cross look compared to McIntyre, man? Yeah, they're not the same. Listen, I know a lot of people have been telling me for a while that Cross is six foot four, and I know he's, he's not. not Fuck he's, no, he's not. I don't think he's six two. He's probably about six one. I mean, he's not a if small that. man. No, he's, he's not, not small. And 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 he's buff as shit, and he's got some of the coolest tattoos, and he's got a great look. And good God, Scarlet wearing her best Sable outfit. I mean, you know. <laughs> hey, it's exactly how I th- what I was thinking. I'm thinking she so reminds me of Sable. Yeah, and yeah, that's just you spot on. Right. Um, this match, you know, I know they had to have a stipulation, but I didn't really understand why it was a strap match as opposed to maybe like a last man standing or, some, or something. Would have made like more that. sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, he kept, you know, choking him up. Or a submission match where Drew doesn't really do submissions. So he'd be at a, dis- a natural disadvantage. Um, and I'd be okay even, with... Heck, even a good old-fashioned Extreme Rules match. Well, they already had one. But, I mean, you could have a no-DQ submission match. The only way to lose is by submission. You know, or, you know, you know, something like that. And Drew doesn't really, he's not a submission wrestler. He, so he tries the, he tries the hurt lock. It doesn't work. He tries the figure four, but he doesn't put it on. Right. He tries the, the scorpion death lock, but he applies it or the sharpshooter, but he applies it like Natty where he gets the, the legs wrong as Natty always did, even though she was, she's actually a, a night heart. Um, right. in any way, <laughs> the, uh, I didn't love, I don't mind the pepper spray. What I think that they should have done instead, if they were married to the strap match is, Charlotte should have distracted him or like nut jobbed him again, like 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 she's done before. Then they should have used the strap to sort of like tie him to a ring post, and then she sprayed the pepper spray in his eyes, so he couldn't do anything about it. And while he's you know wiping out of his eyes, and then the the big boom behind him and takes him out. I think that would have been better than just she standing in front of him and and whips out pepper spray. That it was sort of it was sort of a weak ending and it's like it seemed like it was a thought and then everyone stopped thinking about it to, to try to make right, it right. kind of lazy our, in my opinion cross's hair is also in an awkward stage so when it sticks yeah, out it's get it of, rid of it man well, when it dries yeah. up like when he's getting messy he starts sticking up and shit well he starts sticking out almost like it's like he's like a 1920s villain <laughs> like the from the like the vaudevilles like some 1920s like you know old-timey like irish gangster or something um <sighs> I don't know what he's going to do with it. I don't know if he's going to try to do, you know, do it like Wardlow or, you know, whatever. Um, it's funny, actually. I mean, this comes from Kevin Castle, but um, when when people, when Kevin talked to him, Kevin Castle talked to Kevin Cross because that's his real name. Is that's Kevin, his real name, right. Uh, right. Said, you know, are you going to sign with AEW? He's like, they already have Wardlow. I mean, you know, he, he, he knows that they're basically the same guy. Um, so, um yeah, there's not a lot of chemistry with this. This match was, it was just okay. But I don't think it was bad. I, the, I thought the ending was bad. I like to see two bruisers, you know, pounded out and bruises, you know, go slobber knocker. But it wasn't as good as like Drew versus Sheamus. They don't, they don't have that natural. No, no way. No, they don't. And that's fair enough. I don't think they've ever faced each other, to be fair. So I, I don't think even in the indie circuit, they've ever faced each other. I could be I wrong. Think, did they ever overlap when they were in Impact? I don't think so. Nah. Drew was there before Cross, I'm pretty right. sure. Remember his group was pretty The sure. Rising with Eli Drake and uh, Micah, oh, who's now uh, Tonga Loa or whatever? Who would have thought, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what a weird time. 
I mean, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, this match could have been better. You're right about his hair. For Christ's sake, Kev, get just go back to the bold look, man. I mean, seriously, he looks more intimidating like that. And Scarlet Bordeaux, as much as I like her, I think she overacts, man. She's got to relax, man. She's got to like sort of chill, stop being. She's always getting attention for herself a bit too much, shall I say? What does what does uh, Jamie the Vet Williams always say? Sami Zayn is perfect. I have no notes. Scarlett right. Bordeaux is perfect. I have no notes. <laughs> really? Fair Scarlett enough. Bordeaux I mean, is perfect. I have no notes. <laughs> well, I just think she needs to tone it down just a little bit. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Say that? What's that? Scarlett Bordeaux is perfect. I have no notes. <laughs> ah. Excuse me. Did you know she's and, Romanian heritage, and, and by the, the way? And the Dollar Dollar Wrestling Club already got the our Extreme Rules dollar given to guess who? Scarlett Bodo is perfect. I have no notes. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> um, did I know she was Romanian? No, I didn't know she was Romanian, but that's cool. Well, she's Romani. I mean, that fits very well with the whole gimmick with the tarot. It does. The Absolutely. And- Makes I would sense. love to have them on Garden of Doom, and now it's probably impossible now that they were WWE and everything needs to go through. I mean, not not that it was likely before, but possibly oh, you'd be surprised. Ended. No, I wouldn't be. Su- I mean, I would be surprised. I'd be, but there was not a zero percent chance. I would say now that there there there's a zero percent chance now. Well, he's pretty responsive even on Twitter. Like every time I've sent out a comment to him, he's always like replied. So I haven't in a while. That's but I guess he could a media request on a cult and, and no, that's true. But but we I, could I just use like the Kevin Castle card, right? I would, I'm not using the Kevin Castle card. Kevin Castle, say, if Kevin Castle wanted to use the Kevin Castle card on my behalf, that would be super cool. But there's no uh, way he would. I would. I would never use that card. That that that's that's not my place. Um, anyway, I don't think that they'd be allowed to anyway. But I, I would really just love for him to tell me the story of his tattoos, like, like what inspired him to get like an elk centaur on his back. I mean, that's like the coolest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Like, what, what's the story he's telling on his tattoos? Because there's, a, there's obviously a story there, and I, I would like to hear it. Uh, I think if you Google about that, there, he does talk about his tattoos. There is a few videos out there. About it. I want to talk to him about it. I, <laughs> want to inter- I want to interact. I want to hear from her about the tarot and what, what influenced her, where she studied. You know, I mean, you don't just play with that stuff. Bad juju can happen if you if you, if you play around with that stuff and, and you're just playing. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dude, actually, as a matter of fact, just go off wrestling for a minute. I don't think I've told you this, but and I'm surprised because you're into the same type of stuff. You used to be but, a beautiful uh, princess until you played with Tyrell without I used to be. and now you I, I to be. Yeah. Nah, I used to be, believe it or not. I showed you when I was younger. But anyway, um, <laughs> enough of me. No, Douglas uh, showed me something out of nowhere, right? Uh, she was watching some sort of occult thing on YouTube, right? And uh, put it this way, it gives you a warning at the start that things could happen. Like, by watching this, she could conjure... In- I kid you not, I, I fell asleep to it as I was watching, and it was great they, stuff. They do the same thing before the Lovecraft uh, videos. Well, I'll tell you something, man. I fell asleep to this shit, right? Mm-hmm. And let me put it like this. It was, I didn't watch it all. I'm too scared to now. But, but put it this way. So I'm sleeping. We're both sleeping. And out of nowhere, all these books fell down off the shelf, man. 
right? But we're in bed now, and that thing is still playing because this thing goes for five hours. All these books come flying down. I didn't shit myself, right? I just look at D, and I'm like, did something just fall? Can you can you check? Because I didn't want to open my eyes, right? Yeah, just check what the fuck was that? No, no, because it was weird. Like you're putting Scooby in front of you. No, but shit really fell, man. Like, and I don't know if if that, you know, if it was just coincidence or. Was it that fucking video? And no, since then, like I, I I agree. And when I went to show my friend and I explained what happened, he's like, no, no, t- turn that shit off now. I don't want fucking nothing to do with it. And yeah, I haven't watched it since. So I'm kind of convinced maybe it was that. You know Aries I mean? intersect with Sagittarius or something like that happened? I don't fucking know, man. But that, that was pretty chippy. I, I won't What's lie. What's your sign? You're, you're not a... You're Libra. Not Libra. 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 Okay. My birthday is when the Mrs. birthday is on. So yeah, and, this and Monday. What is the sign? She's a two-faced man, Gemini. Gemini. Oh well, there you go. That's definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, there one, you go. One is the, the the balance, and the other one is the exact opposite. The exact amundo. <laughs> Boy, do we have some so, rippers. So when you uh, cross I'll the wrong that. spirits, they took advantage of that, and of course everything. Of course, gravity took effect. I'm telling you, I, I strongly believe that video had something to do with it, man. Of course, of course, physics pulled those things out. The, the centrifugal. There was no reason working and only. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. There was no reason for that shit to happen, man. There was no reason. So it's pretty weird. But anyway, you, you fucked around and you found out. You play stupid. Well, that's games, it. You get stupid. Win stupid prizes. Exactly. Spot right. on. Mm-hmm. I'm not fucking with that shit anymore. So I, I even forgot what it's called. So trust me, don't go there. Right. But anyway, Cross ends up winning by pinfall with an elbow strike in a not bad match. It was okay, but it was whatever. Okay. It was okay. It, was, it, was, it wasn't great. I'd give it a C plus. I, I the the end. If they made the end better, I would have given it a B minus. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, I agree. I just didn't like. I mean, Drew looks so much bigger, man, and he's legit six eight, isn't he? I I think he's more like six five and a half or six six, but he's he's a big guy. I, a big I guy. saw him live when NXT toured, and he was defending the championship. And I think it was either against Bobby Roode or Roderick Strong. Oh. I think it was Roderick Strong because Bobby he would have made it would have been like a midget compared to him. He was. either one of them. Roderick Strong looked it. It was so ridiculous. It, it was almost as ridiculous when I went to the indie show and Nick Aldis was was uh, fighting the 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 local champion who uh, he was actually on. I think. Um, I think he was on a raw recently where one of the when almost beat two guys. Oh yeah. I, I can't remember his name. Anyway, he's a small guy. Um and it, it, it was absurd because Drew, I mean, literally looked like Andre the Giant next next to like <laughs> Billy Crystal. Oh <laughs> Billy Crystal, geez, that's the name I haven't heard in a long time. Well, only because well, yeah. the, the Princess Bride, they were both in it. But I mean right, Drew looked right. like I mean like a giant Hercules and Roderick Strong looked, I mean, it literally looked like David versus Goliath. But of course, Roderick Strong doesn't wrestle like a David. He wrestles like, you know, he's Zack Sabre Jr. So. Yeah, no, you're right, for sure. Well, anyway, let's move on to another segment in the back involving The Miz as he's talking on the phone about how he hasn't gotten a chance to speak to Triple H yet when he runs into Gritty again and yells at our beloved, <laughs> our beloved orange abomination, Jeff. <laughs> He's an abomination. Because that's what he is. I mean, aren't they caught? I mean, we're in Philly. You know what I mean? Why do they have that thing I, as I a mascot? That, I heard that he can trace his lineage directly to the monster that, that fought Bugs Bunny in that cartoon where Bugs Bunny goes, ooh, what an interesting monster. An interesting monster deserves an interesting hairdo. An interesting nose. <laughs> so what up, sure Doc? 
I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. that's a, that's his great great grandson. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, who cares? Because we <laughs> let's move let's move on to the next match. You need to find a slide of that monster from Bugs Bunny and then and put it up later. People will know. Oh, it's been a long time. I can't even figure it out. But speaking of monsters, but not really. We get Bailey versus Bianca Belair for your WWE Women's Championship ladder match. And I hate to say this, but uh, this match was kind of intriguing. They, man, there were some spots where I felt the girls really fucked themselves up, especially towards the end where Belair, I think, uh, when she done her finisher on the ladder, she, poor old Bailey hit her face on the ladder, dude. And if you see it at the end of the match, she was pretty beat up along her face, man. Yeah, no, I definitely saw that. So, I mean, and, and you could tell that hurt her. She was like, ah, like on the way down. I thought for a minute she might have been even knocked out, like from that shot. But it was, look, it was a decent match. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I just felt like for women in a ladder match, it's just too brutal, man. I understand. I agree. What's no, got I, your attention, Jeff? Uh, <laughs> what do you think? I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I, uh, I I found something to send to you, but I can't figure out how to send it to you. All right, I need you to Google uh, Looney Tunes Interesting Monster. And okay. All right. Let me see. Looney Tunes. Is this a video, by the way? His name is Gossamer. Oh, yeah, Gossamer. Yeah, so you need to put that up there. That, that's Gritty's great, great, great grandfather. Um, yeah, I didn't really like this match. I mean, first of all, it's a, it's a no disqualification match. Um, so damage control should have played a much uh, larger presence in it. By the time they showed up, it was like a four and a half count. Um, they're so small and unimpressive. I mean, they're, they're literally like the undisputed era when they were attacking Keith Lee. It looked like a bunch of jackals attacking like a like a giant bear. Um, it, it just the visual is silly. Um, some of the spots took forever to develop. Bailey took forever to take the hinge out of her knee brace, and then she did nothing with it. Uh, I, I mean, I wasn't sure if that was blood or her lipstick got smeared, but there were a couple. No, of that was blood. She was bleeding on her elbow, f- pretty much from the start of the match. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that's got a smart, but I, I mean, anyway, she was. This is this is the match I got wrong because I was like, what's the point of damage control if Bailey doesn't win this match? Not that I want her to win, but what's the point? So I was trying to think about it, and I don't like damage control. She didn't win, so what is the point? I thought the match itself was okay. I mean, but that the spot where Bianca picked up F four or F five, both of Damage Control, the two of them, that took forever. Nobody is unconscious that long. Oh, and then when she beat up the, the, the two members of Damage Control, it's like they were it's like they were in comas. They were they were gone the rest of the match. It was it was ridiculous. At least in the beginning match, when they when people were out for like five or ten minutes you showed them getting the ever living shit kicked out of them before and like there was a reason for like where they were thrown into barrels they were slammed through tables you know there were all sorts of shit happening this it's a, uh, bianca gave them a couple moves and it's like they're unconscious they, they, they went into sleep mode um well so- to give them to, to be fair to them though it was the first women's ladder match so you got to give them you know that leeway but I I'm sure that would be better next time, you know. Well, they should have practiced it, or maybe they should have thought of a different match for this. But um, yeah, it shouldn't have been a ladder match. I mean, there were lots of times where you could see them actually adjusting their bodies so as not to injure themselves or others. Um, and I'm glad they did that. It's better than the the um, opposite, just landing on them. 
but it was it was not convincing and uh but the action was good so that's why i'm putting this match above rousey morgan um and i i like that bianca is still a champion and still looks strong actually i i would everyone's like i want to see ronda becky i don't i want to see ronda bianca ronda bianca i want to see you know the female version of roman reigns the you know the constant the athlete the 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 jock versus the legit badass who also wrestles i want to so i want to see reigns lesnar in the form of bel-air rousey i mean I, that, i'd rather see why that. not yeah and then you well, can have uh, raquel rodriguez's idea of having a women's intercontinental uh, champion and a women's u.s title and only oh, one on. women's world championship no hell no what? but I mean, if you get rid of I one thought, of the world if you get rid of one of the women's world titles then it's it's not overkill all right if that's the case fine but eh, we'll see i, I don't uh, think the networks care that there's I, I think the networks very much care that each of that, that they don't each have a world champion i don't think they care about women's world championships nearly as much I need, just because you don't care doesn't mean they don't care, Jeff. Does I, I, don't don't think I, you know. <laughs> I understand, but if they're watching the numbers and if they're watching the same numbers that Tony Khan knows, they know that the, the, the ratings go down when the women are on. <laughs> I don't know about Rousey though. Rousey should sort of bring some eyeballs. You'd think, right? I don't know. Uh, the number one female merch seller in WWE for about six years straight is is my girl Alexa Bliss. Well, there you go. Well, anyway, Belair retains her Raw well, Women's had, Championship. Becky had her moment there with the with the man. Oh, definitely, for sure, yeah. definitely. But, all, but uh, only for get, a short period of time. Only for a short period of time. True. Get this. Check this out, Jeff. By the oh, way. I'm hidden for my bidden where I'll bid in for tonight. Oh, I'm hidden for my bidden where I'll lay down sleep me tight. Oh, hello. Hey, wait a minute, Dracula. Did you ever have the feeling you're being watched? The eyes of strange, eerie things are upon you. Look out there in the audience. People! Ah! That's I <laughs> that does look like Killer Cross, actually. His yeah, hair does. Well, the hair, but it's... it's well, the hair. <laughs> maybe, maybe Gritty and Killer Cross had a child, and there he is. <laughs> Uh, sorry, because that's what it reminded me of when I was just looking at the hair. I'm thinking, that so looks like cross. But anyway, um, <laughs> don't tell anyone I said that. No. No, but anyway, let's move on because we've already done it now. Can you believe that? I can't yeah. believe it. This match annoyed the fuck out of me, though, Jeff. It is Edge versus Finn Balor in an I quit fucking match. <sighs> we had it all in this match. We had Beth Phoenix getting knocked out pretty much uh we had everyone of judgment i mean what the hell's going on in this match uh well it was the only way you could get edge to say i quit without damaging him so i mean as soon as we saw beth you you knew what was going to happen i picked finn to win uh and i figured that, that they were going to do something like this um i'm glad they didn't tell us that beth was there earlier because that would have tipped their hand so kudos to them for for keeping that as a surprise um I didn't mind this match, but, uh, you know, like Damage Control, Judgment Day took way too long to get involved. Then Rey Mysterio comes out and, you know, he, he takes a little bit of offense and then he did like Damage Control. It's, it's like he's comatose. He's out for the rest of the match. He's out for like 20 minutes. You know, normally he'd, he'd recover in 45 seconds to three minutes. Um, all of this stuff over the last three or four weeks with AJ Styles, 
he doesn't he doesn't show up at all i don't know if i'm happy or sad about that i think i'm relieved it just doesn't it just confuses me um but i thought the match was good listen i'm not invested in judgment day i don't like judgment day i think dominic is ridiculous he he delivers less offense than Rhea does to the men which is only to show you what a pusswad he is um mm-hmm. I sort of like the the interplay with uh, the handcuffs and with Rhea and Beth, though. I, I don't know. It didn't really make Rhea look all that tough. Um, and I think it oversold Beth. Also, if you're going to, like, if someone's supposed to give you offense, you really shouldn't be wearing a, a spiked leather jacket. It sort of limits the amount of things they can do. Uh, I know you want to look shiny and cool and badass and stuff, but how about just, like, a regular biker jacket? That, that would be enough. Um <laughs> I don't know. It, listen, this was a match I wasn't looking forward to to at all. I sort of enjoyed it. It was only one way Finn Balor could get Edge to to say I quit, and and that was it. So, so fine. I'll be okay. honest. Mm-hmm. I was in and out of consciousness, like when it comes to this match. I'm not gonna lie. I I really was. I was I was drifting off. Then I wake up like to the point where Best Phoenix is on the ground. Then I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Then that's when I stayed awake again. But this match put me to sleep, Jeff. It really did. Maybe well, it was heat, better than what it was, but for whatever reason, I fell asleep to this match. Well, all the heat remains on Rhea, which is which is good. What's bad? I mean, I know everyone says, "Ooh, they hate Dominic." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hate Dominic. It's it, it's not it's not wrestling heat. It's just get the fuck off my screen. Yeah. You look ridiculous. Let's go away, heat. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. Definitely, and, I agree with you, man. And I think we're over it with Ray. Uh, and I think that the audience was confused because I think they were waiting for AJ as well. Um, so they don't I, want none, Jeff. They don't want none. They don't want. I don't blame. I guess um, AJ didn't want none either. But they were, you know, they, a couple of them fought into the crowd. I mean, Drew and Drew and Cross fought into the crowd. Also, listen, WWE hasn't done that in years. So you know, this is something to get people to buy tickets. That may happen. They use hockey sticks. They used all sorts of stuff. <laughs> uh, I. I yeah, I thought that it was a. I thought it was a well done match. Just uh, again, a too much delay on Judgment Day, uh, and that could have given a role for AJ. For AJ, and you know, would have taken longer for Judgment Day to dispatch of both AJ and Ray and turn their attention back to Edge. But okay, so be it. I you know, I I'll give this match a, a B minus. It's a pretty good rating, but I will say this: what I'm not looking forward to is a continuation of this program, Jeff, because that's what we're going to get. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really not either. Um, and it's probably going to be an intergender match, which I'm even less looking forward to. The good thing about the intergender matches is that the faces can win, and it really doesn't matter. You're right. Well, as you said, Finn Balor wins by verbal submission. Post match, Finn demands he say it again. Edge complies, and Rhea hits the concerto. Anyway, so Beth remains lifeless on the mat while medics are called. And we move on. So we get a Charlotte, Charlotte Flair vignette. And uh, yeah, I guess she's coming back shortly. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Damn it. And then we get Miz running into Gritty once again, Jeff. And once again, the the Orange Abomination offers a t-shirt. But this time Miz beats him down and yells at him to stay out of his business. He cleans himself up and turns to see Dexter Loomis behind him. Loomis chokes him out with... <laughs> with a head and arm triangle and helps Gritty to his feet as Gritty gives Miz a swift kick in the ribs and walks off together with Loomis. Jeff, what the fuck? Where are we going with this shit, bro? I, I haven't understood it from the beginning. 
this is one of the things where I think it's a miss. I mean, the crowd pops for it. So, you know, it's working on some level, but I don't understand the story. And this is one of those things where I actually agree with Alvarez. Alvarez tweeted, can you just tell me what's going on? Can you can you get to the story? People are like, oh, it's long-term storytelling. No, it's not. This is something that came out of whole cloth. They haven't they haven't given us the seed of a story. And and the roles are, we, we deserve to know something. Um, yeah. Also, it, I did not realize that Loomis was that much shorter than Miz until this segment. Um, he, he's not that big of a man, Loomis. He no, really isn't. I, well, I didn't think he was, you know, big, you know, taller than six feet. But like Miz isn't that tall. I mean, he maybe he's six one, six two. I, I don't know. Is nah, five ten. Miz, no, he's taller than that. You think? He's, yeah, no, I know he is. Um, I don't know. But but he, but he's not like six four. I mean he you know no. uh, you know he's no he's, you know maybe like six he's probably like cross the size probably like six one, you know or six feet and a half you know six six foot half inch, um, but Loomis I, you know I guess is like maybe like more like five ten, um, and have to be yeah they, they probably should have changed the camera angle to make him look bigger but uh, you know it's the same thing we've seen before he chokes him out Miz is afraid for reasons we're not sure and and after he chokes him out he starts petting him uh you know like uh you know like go to sleep like some um, dog like yeah like, like like you just got your puppy to go to sleep or something <laughs> or your kid for that matter but uh yeah yeah i don't know it's weird i don't think they even know where they're going with it and this is all right but unless this all interwines with the bray white thing then who's who knows but uh i guess we'll wait and see mm-hmm. um let's move on to the main event though jeff because it's matt riddle versus seth rollins in a fight pit match now i'll go blow for blow with this one because it's the main event that's what i do but we can't we... go blow for blow until we until we get out of the way what what uh daniel cormier looked like oh boy did he look like your he looked like a fat slob first, and second of all, he just looks like your everyday normal guy now. Like that's Eddie Kingston can body shame Daniel Cormier. I'm just, I mean, Shit. so so can we stop officially all of the talk about Lesnar Cormier? <laughs> no, it's done and dusted, man. Nobody wants to see that. So no, yeah. and you know what? But uh, to be fair, Cormier hasn't. He was never a skinny guy, like, but he, and he was never like a, a tank or anything like that. But heck, he was in way more better shape than this. That's for sure. Yeah, he just—he just looks like a guy. He looks like a guy who gets off his shift and goes to the bar afterwards. Yeah, you wouldn't know that this guy is one of the best ever UFC fighters. Period. You know what I mean on the planet. So was, yeah, you wouldn't want to fuck with him still, though, man. And there was almost no—I'm sure you know. Yeah, those, those the muscle memory alone for the fighting skills—they don't go away. But right. um, I'm not saying that. But I mean. There was really no role for the ref in this, so I don't know why you waste the time with a with a special guest referee. I mean, apparently it was a favorite, like Seth Rollins asked for it, so okay. But I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I don't think it got you a lot more eyes. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know who knows. Maybe we'll find out that 1.2 million extra people watched this and they all want to see Daniel Cormier. I don't know. Well, there was always talk about Cormier signing with WWE as a commentator. But he turned it down because he wanted to continue fighting. Now, call it a coincidence or not, even though apparently they've already finalized their commentating teams, supposedly. Um, could we get Cormier joining the, the commentators table? 
No, nothing's ever final. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Kevin Patrick is going to last very long as a commentator. No, no, no way. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's not going to last long at all. But Cormier, from what I've heard from his speaking, he's not particularly charismatic or, or interesting or clever or witty. I mean, he speaks wonderfully. He's got a nice voice and all. But, I mean, it's not like, you know, he's going to be the second coming of JR. I mean, Wade uh-huh. Barrett, I thought, did remarkably. I think he was great on SmackDown. I think he's a perfect fit. I would love for him to be on Raw when Pat McAfee comes back to SmackDown. Um, I don't well, know. I like, think Vic Joseph is actually quite good, too. I, I would have thought he should have been one of the lead guys on Raw or Smack, or even on Raw, obviously. Yeah. yeah, like Booker T, I think, makes more sense on the main roster than the NXT. I mean, these are the, these are the folks he's more familiar with than NXT, so I'm not really sure about that. I, I mean, I love Booker, and I think he's funny, and I, I think, frankly, you want Booker on one of your big shows where you're going to have, you know, two to two and a half million people watching generally versus your, you know, your six to seven hundred thousand people people show i mean i think booker sort of wasted on nxt but maybe maybe they're letting him get the rust off and you know he's gonna be developmental on nxt for a while and then they'll move him up but um but daniel cormier no i don't don't see i mean i'm willing to hear more from him but i'd rather they put you know carmella on there and see if she's funny with Corey. (laughs) where is carmella by the way Living her best life, getting paid for doing nothing. Why not, eh? I mean, shit. Well, anyway, we start the match with a triangle right hand from Riddle early on, raining punches down, catching guest referee Daniel Cormier with an elbow, and DC pulls him off and admonishes him, letting Rollins get in there with a knee. He knees against the cage, flying triangle from Matt, but a thumb to the eye gets Seth the break, uh, smashing Riddle's face into the cage wall. Cormier checks on him, and Rollins pulls DC off and gets, you know, like, told off for it. Um, hammering Riddle against the cage again. Seth demands a standing 10 count and, and, and Cormier obliged. Count of eight, though, as Matt gets back on his feet. Then we get a back elbow and a super kick rocks him. Uh, we get a basement super kick, follows it up with, uh, follows it up, and again, Rollins demands the count. Seth climbs the cage for a frog splash and again demands a count as a, Kawada kicks follows as Riddle comes back with an RKO and both men are down. Cormier then starts counting again and they beat the count. Training strikes. Matt with some batty batty palm strike action and another RKO but Seth blocks it and hits a blackout and then we get more counting as Seth wants an avalanche blackout but Riddle has it scouted and grabs an electric chair. Rollins then climbs up the cage and to the upper platform to escape as Matt climbs to join him and bites him before grabbing, or he bites his fingers, and before grabbing a sleeper on one of the chains, Seth pulls him into the chain a couple of times and smashes him into the cage wall. Then we get a buckle bomb into the cage, and Seth follows it up with a pedigree on the platform, but DC can't issue the count when they're up on the platform looking, but then he goes looking for a blackout, but Riddle sidesteps, and Roland crashes to the mat after an RKO corkscrew moonsault, though, for... For Riddle, and uh, he goes off the top, and boom, both men are down. Then the triangle applied, Seth gets up, stampeding Riddle with power bombs into the cage, but Matt won't break the hold as DC calls it, and Matt Riddle ends up winning via referee stoppage with a triangle choke. Um, I will say this though, when he jumped off the top of the cage, I'm talking about Riddle, it looked like he winded the shit out of Seth on the way down, bro. And it looked like he kind of slipped also, 
believe it or not, if you look at that carefully. I don't know. The, the angle was tough to make that call, but he looked like he hit it pretty square. And yeah, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you, it's not like you can practice that a lot, uh, you know, and maybe that's going to be the story for Monday night for why, you know, to, to protect Seth when he loses two nights in a row to Lashley. Though, though I'm starting to get afraid that actually Ali will interfere and cost Lashley the belt and Seth will be surprised with the win. And then Ali attacks Seth and demands a match there. And I, I don't really want to see Ali. Anyway, let's stick to this match. Um, okay. In kayfabe, both of these guys had the other guy in precarious situations on the, the upper pit, on the other upper platforms where you can't. Yeah. Hey, White Rabbit. Where you, hey, you can't <laughs> score the win. You had to score the win within the ring. Um, and it was only by pin or only by submission or count that. Pins didn't, pins didn't count. Um, I didn't know that going in. Uh, Neither but, did I, believe it or not. So, yeah, they didn't explain after, that shit. After Seth did the pedigree and DC said, I wouldn't, I can't count. He's up there. Like, why wouldn't he have just thrown Riddle off the platform down 13 feet to his death, climbed down and then pinned him? You know, I mean, it, it, you know. That's that where the match of, should have ended, right there. Right. That kind of stuff is stupid to me. So they shouldn't have done that move. Now, Riddle had to win this match. He did win it. I mean, I think it's a little bit odd to have two people win by being choked out and passing out uh, in matches. And you have The Miz being choked out and passing out backstage um, as well. Uh, you know, I don't like to see this repetitious stuff, but maybe WD, WWE is doing more uh, talent freedom and we're seeing the same thing in AEW. Maybe we do need a little bit more continuity or, or scripting. Um, I, but I thought overall, I thought the match was good, but it didn't feel like a main event. It didn't feel like they were trying to kill each other. Thank God Riddle didn't come down in the stupid scooter and all of that stuff with the with the cartoon birds and stars coming out of his feet. And, and all that. giraffes and koalas and kangaroos coming out. Yeah, I know. It's silly, man. Yeah, so at least they were both serious there, and then they were trying to do it to be like a shoot fight. You know, though, like it was a pro UFC fight. So I would have rather if they just tried to kill each other for a while. But... It was good. It just it didn't feel like a main event, and you know, obviously that that match either has to be first or last because it takes a while to take the you know to disassemble the ring and put that cage up, uh, or take the cage you know un- unhook the cage, winch it up, and and then put the the turnbuckles and the ropes on. So I, I mean, I guess there wasn't much of a choice there, but uh, again, it it didn't feel like that big a deal, and obviously Seth's gonna be like, I had you beat, I just could. You know, I hit you with the pedigree. You were done. You never were going to get up. Um, and now I'm going to challenge you. And his stipulation will be like a regular wrestling match. Yeah. But you know what? I am looking forward to Raw because they've already, unlike AEW, at least WWE have already hyped up what's going on from the week before. And they're pretty like, decent matchups. AEW. AEW hypes up the next 17 shows and every show. You just can't keep track of what's on which oh. show. They give you too much, like all within like, you know, within 23 seconds, they're, they're hyping up three different shows. And Excalibur's like, and we, like the poor guy can't keep up. Right. Yeah. But uh, it's funny how the White Rabbit, though, I wonder if that is the real White Rabbit. Of course it I is. Mean, we have the whole world in his hand. It's the white rabbit. <laughs> or the white rabbit. So 
So is is that one of the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, or something? Is, is... I don't know, man. But it's pretty spooky. But it's not the White Rabbit. It's the White. Well, there's no apostrophe <laughs> there, so you know maybe it's just a you know plural of different color, different shades of white. Well, is that a thing? I don't know. I'm gonna stop. I think I'm just gonna stop. Well, let's get in because as you stop post match, we get the show's over bug. And the lights go out, commentator asking if the show is in fact over. A voice singing, he's got the whole world in his hand, comes over the PA. As we see Huskus, the pig, Mercy the buzzard, Rambling Rambit and Abby the witch as full-sized people scattered through the crowd. The fiend is in the front row. The camera pans across the Firefly Funhouse, deserted and left to rot. And a new masked figure appears on the television screen with crackling, with static. And speaking in a distorted voice that's completely unintelligible. As a doorway on the stage with light shining through the cracks, the door opens and the lights go out again. It's like Narnia. Yeah. Doctor Who or something. Yeah, true. A figure carrying Bray Wyatt's old lantern and wearing a new mask appears in the door and steps through. He pulls off the mask. It's Bray Wyatt. He's here. He blows the lantern out and a graphic of an upside down death's head moth in the red circle appears on the screen. And that's the end of the show, but that was pretty cool. Not a moth. Is it? Is it a firefly? Firefly. You're probably right. True. It just looked like a moth to me. Well, I mean, bugs look like bugs, but it's a it's a firefly. I hope so, because it doesn't really look like one. But you're probably right. More than likely, it probably is. But uh, yeah. No, I'm not one of those. Sorry, I don't know the difference between a firefly. And a friggin' moth, but to me it looked like a damn moth. What about a toad and a frog? There's big differences between them. <laughs> well, the toads, toads are fucked up, first of all. We've got a bad cane toad problem here in, in our country. They absolutely annihilate and destroy everything when it when it's cane toad season, dude. They kill everything. I'm so for the, I'm so for the toads. I, I hope they kill everyone. Fuck the toads. But anyway, we spoke about this obviously in the first half of the show. I'm still pumped. It was good the way they put it together. It was awesome, actually. I just hope they don't screw it up, but it's brilliantly done. You look great, Jeff. You look great. You look great. You look like Wyatt now, Jeff. Nah. But uh, yeah, I mean, is there anything else we need to really touch on? No, I'm, I'm really excited about this whole thing. I, I'm, I'm thrilled, very happy. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, so overall, you know, if, if it wasn't for Bray Wyatt, I probably would give it like a C plus B minus ish. Um, but because of because of the Bray closing, just how well done it was, and how much fun that was, I'm gonna I'm gonna bump it up whatever full grade. So if I end up at a B minus, I'll give it an A minus. If I end up at C plus, I'll give it a B plus. Yeah, I agree. If it wasn't for the Wyatt ending, this would have been a C minus, and probably the worst WWE pay per view in my opinion. And which wasn't a bad show, they're going to be wrong, but really compared to the other shows, this by far is probably the worst one in a few months. At least every match had an extreme rule, which differs from prior extreme rules. They weren't all done expertly, but they they tried. Listen, they're trying. <laughs> I mean, at, well, least, no, at least they're trying with, with, with most things. Of course, I criticize them for not trying enough with the end of the cross um, Drew match, and uh, I don't understand the Miz stuff, but Whatever. These are Saturday night. Peacock comes with my cable package. <laughs> yeah, I, I have basically 12 events a year where I don't have to worry about what I'm doing on a Saturday night. 
True. Well, I gotta get friggin' binge now, so which is like a peacock down here, but <laughs> yeah, I guess WB is doing this everywhere. They're literally pimping their asses out to whoever wants them, literally. But, but uh, well, that's it. Yeah, whatever. No, for sure, definitely. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it is. as long as it doesn't hurt us, doesn't hurt them, it's all good. Right. But Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. You can find me right there on Twitter. You can find me on the PWC uh, doing more and more shows, but allegedly Chris Sams is coming back, so maybe a few fewer shows. Who knows? We'll get our whole cast back. Um, also, uh, my other pod- wrestling podcast where Jimmy's not involved most of the time is Hammerlock uh-huh. Hangover. We missed this this week so far. Again, we picked terrific weeks to miss, um, but we'll see. Um, and uh, my non-wrestling podcast. Also, you can find it right here on the PWC Network, Garden of Doom and Garden Views. I have a lot of spooky stuff for Garden of Doom for Spooktober. So Garden Views, even though I've got a spooky show on death and taxes, that may have to be pushed out till, uh, till November for editorial uh, discretion there. Uh, I did a show on Nazis and the Occult today. I've got a, mm-hmm. an interview with a, a real vampire. I've got an interview with a, a witch coming up, the Queen of the Night. In New Jersey, but still Queen of the Night. Uh, and by coincidence, the, the guy, the vampire from New Orleans, knows her from New Jersey. It was, it was sort of really? a small world. I guess the occult's a small world. Um, wow. I've got spooky tales from Africa, which I'm going to drop um, this Wednesday with the same guests who did the spooky tales from Asia that I dropped last week. So a lot of fun stuff coming up on Garden of Doom. Awesome. Well, as for, as far as I go, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at DJ Mass Effects and at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at the PWCnetwork.popping.com. We can find all our shows. Please also, for five bucks, you can hear us talk AEW on channelattitude.com via Hamin Media Group. And speaking of HMG, please like and subscribe at HaminMediaGroup.popping.com. We can find all the affiliate shows and I guess the Blow Off Pod and the PW Hustle. In saying that, I think we're finally out, Jeff. I'm Jimmy T. That's Dr. Jeff Lippman. And you've been listening and watching the PwC Extreme Rules Review Show right here on the PwC Network. We're out. Peace. Feed your head, let him in, and stay evil, my friends.
The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.